hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. You're listening to Queer Money, episode 194. Today, we're talking about the differences between Roth and traditional IRAs and how you can determine which is better for your current financial state. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere, so banking fits into your life, not the other way around. The foundation for living fabulously, not fabulously broke is a good credit score. A good credit score can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. A bad credit score can cost you tens of thousands of dollars and cause you to miss out on other great opportunities. Sign up for the free Improve or Build Your Credit Score powered by Experian Boost and watch your credit score improve by 5 to 50 points in 15 minutes. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash boost. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. This week is the beginning of a two-part series on Roth IRAs. We'll be covering what they are, how they are different from traditional IRAs, and then next week we're answering one of your questions about what a backdoor Roth IRA is and how to facilitate one. So first off, IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account, which basically means it's a retirement account for one person and one person only. Even if you're married, the account is only owned by one person. Your spouse does not have any claim or right to the account as long as you are alive and you're married. IRAs were designed to help individuals save money for retirement when it started to become clear that companies were no longer funding pensions or you never worked for an employer that had a pension at all. (laughs) So all retirement accounts have a tax advantage aspect to them. Basically, that means that in some form, you're not paying taxes on the account, whether that be immediately or later when you start to take money out of the account. This lets money in the account be invested and grow for future use. Why is it important for the LGBTQ community to learn and use retirement accounts? Well, in its 2018 financial wellness census, Prudential surveyed individuals and a segment of that population self-identified as LGBTQ. Of the individuals who identified as LGBTQ, only 27% said they were participating in an employer-sponsored retirement plan, which means 73% were not saving anything for retirement through their employer. Yikes. So our community is more likely to have higher expenses in retirement due to not having familial support, such as children and grandchildren. Thus, we need to know more and invest more for our retirement. Remember, no one is coming along to save you. Not the politicians we vote for, not a prince or princess charming, not even RuPaul. (laughs) We must do it ourselves. So we ask in Queer Money Facebook group recently, the type of retirement accounts that our community is using in that Facebook group. And this is what we asked. Folks were able to select more than one option in this poll, so we don't have a total number of folks who responded. But the question was, what type of retirement accounts are you using to prepare for retirement? 39 people said 
they're using a 401k. And keep in mind, there are uh, both traditional 401ks and Roth 401ks, but that's not the topic of this podcast. <laughs> 29 people said they are using a Roth IRA. 21 people said they're using a traditional IRA. 11 said they're using a 403b, which is similar to a 401k, but typically for nonprofits and government organizations. And then 11 people are using a health savings account, or more popularly known as an HSA account. Yeah, I think there were some other responses there, but it was uh, few and far between on those other ones. We want to kind of highlight the ones that the majority of individuals said that they were using. It's kind of exciting to see these numbers too, though. Yeah, very good. Um, you know, these numbers certainly are exciting to see. Uh, it shows that the members of the Facebook group are, are aware of and using these options. But clearly, the broader population of LGBTQ people still need to be encouraged to take advantage of these accounts. And these accounts aren't just for rich people. They are available to everybody. And so the, the extent that we can use all of them to the maximum ability, the better. So what are the differences between a Roth and a traditional IRA? That's what we're going to get into now. Right. So uh, we're going to go back and forth here and talk about traditional and uh, Roth IRAs. But what I'm going to do is this kind of information that we're going to talk about here, I'm going to put all of it into a table that you can go to the show notes page and take a look at. This will be broken down by the various talking points that John and I have here. So click through to the show notes page, either on the app that you're using or go to debtfreeguys.com for this particular episode and you'll see that table. So for this little segment, John, me, I am representing traditional IRA, and David is representing Team Roth IRA. You go Roth IRAs. <laughs> They're both good uh, and have their own positive and negatives, I guess. So, yeah. so in most cases, contributions into a traditional IRA are tax deductible or tax deferred. So all or some of the money that you put into a traditional IRA reduces your taxable income for the year that that contribution is made. So you get an immediate benefit with using a traditional IRA, and therefore the traditional IRAs typically are more popular with higher income earners. Roth IRAs, though, they're a little different. All contributions are not tax deductible. So not a single contribution or penny that you put into a Roth IRA can be deducted from your income taxes when you put the money in. The amount that you put into the account, though, does not reduce that taxable income in the year it's contributed, so you're not getting some sort of immediate benefit. This is a little bit more delayed benefit. So for traditional IRAs, there are no annual income limits on contributions. Roth IRAs, they're a little different. In 2020, you can contribute up to the limit if your modified adjusted gross income, that's the income that comes off of your 1099 form when you're doing your taxes. So we'll, we can maybe talk about that again some other time. But a modified adjusted gross income is what you're using as your measuring stick here. If your modified adjusted gross income is less than $124,000 for individuals and $196,000 for those that are married filing jointly, then you can contribute to a Roth IRA. So traditional IRA deductions are phased out if you have between $65,000 and $75,000 for singles and phased out at $104,000 and between $104,000 and $124,000 if you're married. So that is phased out. They're not capped out. Right. So that basically phased out means that the amount that you can contribute starts to drop once you hit those amounts. Now, there's no phase out 
to deductions in a Roth IRA because remember, there are no deductions, but your ability to contribute does start to phase out at certain income levels. As I mentioned earlier, remember it's the $124,000 for individuals and $196,000 for those married filing jointly. So as you get to that point, you're not able to contribute the maximum that you can contribute to a Roth IRA. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. So there are contribution limits, the maximum that you can put into each type of account every year. The contribution limits for traditional IRAs for the year 2020 is $6,000 if you're under the age of 50 and $7,000 if you're over the age of 50. The $7,000 for those who are over the age of 50, typically called catch-up contributions. And guess what? This is the one thing that is exactly the same between Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs. The contribution limits for 2020 is $6,000 for individuals who are under the age of 50 and anyone who is 50 or older can contribute that extra catch-up and that means they can put in up to $7,000. Again, as long as you haven't met those high income limits. You must start taking annual withdrawals from your traditional IRA at the age of 70 and a half. That is your required minimum distribution that the government has a formula to calculate how much you are required at a minimum to take out each year starting at the age of 70 and a half. Typically, a financial planner or advisor can help you out calculating that minimum. This is the great benefit about a Roth IRA. There are no requirements to withdrawals. No withdrawals are required if you are the original owner of that Roth IRA, meaning that you are the one who put the money in. Now, if you've inherited this IRA from, say, for example, a spouse or from someone else, like maybe one of your parents or an aunt or an uncle, someone who just wanted to leave some money to you in a Roth IRA, you do have requirements to withdraw. But keep in mind, if you're putting this money in yourself, you don't have any requirements to take the money out in retirement, which can mean you can leave this in there longer and have it grow more. And here's the big difference with traditional IRAs. You must pay taxes on your withdrawals in retirement. So this, you, we talked about earlier that you get an immediate benefit that your contributions can be deducted from that year's income. Well, this is the opposite end of that benefit, you must start paying taxes upon on your withdrawals in retirement. So one of the questions to ask yourself is, and this is kind of hard for some people to figure out, is will I be in a higher tax bracket after I retire than before I retire? And that might dictate which type of these accounts you'd want to open up. And yes, people can actually pay more in taxes in retirement. We'll talk more about that in next week's episode. Now, the benefit here, again, uh, one of the big benefits for Roth IRAs is that you're not taxed on qualified withdrawals in retirement. Remember, when you put money into a Roth IRA, you 
pay taxes on the money that you put in there. You already paid your taxes on this income and you put it in there after you've paid your taxes. So the IRS basically says that you don't have to be taxed on the money when it comes out. Now, it does say that these have to be qualified withdrawals. A qualified withdrawal typically means that you're taking them once you've reached the age of 59 and a half and the funds have been in the IRA account for at least five years or longer. With a traditional IRA, unless you meet some sort of an exception, such as a medical exemption, sometimes uh, education, but those are basically it. Early withdrawals from a traditional IRA when your contributions and earnings are taxed and subject to a 10% penalty. So whatever your tax rate is, you'll pay that for an early withdrawal plus a 10% penalty. An exception is not that you really need the money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, they're, they're very limited exceptions. So it's, it's not a, this is not an extension to your emergency savings account. Right. Although, you know, I, oftentimes we do hear about individuals wanting to withdraw money from their IRAs because of emergencies. If you have one of these types of emergencies, you definitely either want to check with an accountant or the place where you have your IRA. They will help you understand what kind of exemptions you may be able to use to get money out. Now, contributions, when you put them into a Roth IRA, you can take those out at any time as long as they've been in the account for at least five years and they're not taxed and there is no penalty to take them out. So in a sense, sometimes individuals can treat a Roth IRA as an emergency savings account as long as the funds have been in there for that five-year time period. Now, unless you meet an exception, early withdrawals of earnings Money that has grown in the account, so let's say you put in $5,000 and now it's worth $7,000, if you take any of that $2,000 growth, then you'll be subject to a 10% penalty and have to pay income taxes on that money that has grown, as long as you're doing that before you've reached the age of 59 and a half. So, which is right for you? A Roth IRA or a traditional IRA? Well, of course, this all depends on your own circumstances. It depends on whether your income is great now. Maybe you'll make more money in the future, in the next 10 years, or even more money when you're retired. So you have to ask yourself some questions. So if you think your income will be higher before you retire, meaning you don't have much saved for retirement now, you don't have business income that will be coming in then when after you retire or your social security will be smaller, then you'll likely be in a higher tax bracket today. Paying taxes on income today would cost you more. This would then lead you to want to reduce your current taxable liability now by investing in the traditional IRA and getting the tax break now paying taxes on those withdrawals in retirement when your tax bracket or income will theoretically be lower. If you think your income will be higher in retirement, meaning income from your retirement accounts you've saved heavily from Social Security and possibly from other investments or business income, it would make more sense to contribute to the Roth IRA today. Pay the taxes at the lower current rate and then withdrawal, your withdrawals in the future will be lower. This may be a discussion that you'd want to have with your tax advisor or your accountant. If you don't have a tax advisor or an accountant, we always encourage you before you make any decision to check with your local LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce to see if there isn't a tax advisor or an accountant available through them. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's our Queer Money takeaway for this episode. Determine which is right for you. 
Is a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA what's best? Once you've determined that, set up that type of account and start putting away even just $25 a month towards your retirement. Remember, as we mentioned earlier, our community needs to save more in general than our straight counterparts because we won't have many of the support systems that they will have because they have children. So we need to start saving more and start saving often. Remember, we make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group and we may answer them in an upcoming episode. Have a great week. To learn more about how our sponsor, Capital One, is reimagining their local spaces and experiences to have banking better fit your life, visit www.capitalone.com and follow them on social at Capital One Cafe. Remember, the foundation for living fabulously, not fabulously broke, is a good credit score. A good credit score can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Bad credit score can cost you tens of thousands of dollars and cause you to miss out on other great opportunities. Sign up for the free Improve or Build Your Credit Score Powered by Experium Boost and watch your credit score improve between 5 and 50 points in 15 minutes. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash boost. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.